0: Now, time for another hour of nonstop local Coachella Valley talk. Two big loudmouths vying for the last word, breaking the rules. It's just what they do. McMullen and Gillette on iHub Radio. Six minutes after the hour, and thank you for being along with us on this Memorial Day. I'm John McMullen, and I'm Kevin Gillette. For
1: cure, medicine, remedy. Well, now the cure and the remedy for what? Small. Smallpox.
2: It's a pleasure to introduce Michael Dante. Right here in the Coachella Valley. You're you're a longtime resident, is that correct?
1: Yes, Kevin, John. uh, Thank you very much. Uh, I see you had a... uh uh, some dialogue from Winterhawk and from the movie I played the title role, Winterhawk, which was uh, really uh, really was my favorite uh, movie for a lot of reasons. Uh, and and one, uh, it was the bo- leader of a nation, and also I, I made him a a religious man. It was not written uh, in the script that he was, but I made him a spiritual man, and we had a marriage of. Uh, Uh, my uh, thoughts and philosophy about life and leadership, uh, and that uh, we had a wonderful uh, marriage between uh, myself and the the character.
2: Yes, uh, and the story about a Blackfoot Indian chief who uh, basically you you trade furs with a white man. I mean, that that was the premise in exchange for medicine to fight a, a smallpox epidemic.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of uh, academic, well, we're we're all in a uh, locked in and bound up uh, uh, with the same uh, problem, and uh, uh, I hope that uh, and God bless everybody that we stay safe, be well, and and uh, stay
2: well. You know what? I was thinking of the but same first,
1: thing, uh, Kevin. I want to, uh, uh, and John, I want to uh, really. Uh, thank all our men and women who fought and died for our country so so we could be free you know uh, freedom is not free. I hope the uh, young people uh that are listening to, to the show uh really uh, uh take heed to that uh, last line. Freedom is not free there sacrifices and uh, life is painful uh, uh as we know so um uh, it's uh, it, it's something that is dear to my heart, and I want to certainly be overt about uh, uh, to thank the men and the women who have died in and uh, for our country, so we can all be free.
2: Absolutely, I wonder if you can do us a huge favor, Michael. It sounds like you're on a speaker phone. Would it be possible to pick that phone up and? Uh, it sounds probably distant he- right probably hear you a little better. I'm to
1: speaker now. Okay. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, okay. That sounds much better. Sounds great. Can oh, you hear no. us? Oh, I'm sorry. I, as a matter of fact, I mentioned it when John uh, just left, and I, I'm sorry I didn't ask you if that if we could do that or actually not. that's probably oh, my are. fault our, okay
2: our producer uh, took the year off actually <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, well it's so good to have you I, I had the pleasure of meeting you with a mutual friend uh, a couple of years ago and uh, you know uh, and the thing Charlie about Barrett. yes Charlie oh, yeah, yeah. A
1: very dear friend great man Charlie uh, as a matter of fact I, I heard the show yesterday and I really love what uh, what you've both did. Uh, Charlie did a wonderful job, and and your editor you know, putting in uh, the the uh, uh, splices with uh, Jenny Carson and the reaction from the audience. Yeah, that was thanks to I, John. I, I, oh, yeah. I, I think of him all the time. Is he was the greatest of all time, and um, I uh, gosh, uh, I can't think of how many evenings I I enjoyed. Uh, uh his uh, his talent and his actions and reactions uh with his guests and the interaction for entertainment purposes. I don't know how he how he he did it. I mean he was just blessed with so much talent every night. We're not talking about doing something once a week or or once a month. But look at every night he was just absolutely fantastic. Hey, it was brilliant. And you you know we talk about geniuses in our business in his um, uh, category of entertainment, uh, he had no peers. He yeah. just was yeah. the greatest of all time. Very evident In right reality, now. I, I might have to give Charlie a credit. You know, uh, uh, he did a wonderful job uh, getting the guests uh, to uh, do the show, and oh, yeah. that's not Absolutely. easy, you know, and coordinating all those things. Uh, Charlie's a very talented man. He really
2: is. He, now, you've worked with a lot of different people. I mean, I'm thinking everybody from uh, Steve McQueen, Paul Newman, Sal Minio, James Garner. I mean, that's, the list goes on and on. Uh, any particular favorites or stories that you can uh, regale us with?
1: Well, so two of my favorites, because they were the most unselfish Actors I've ever worked with, and that was Robert Taylor and Rory Mm. Calhoun.
2: Ah, okay.
1: Uh, Yeah, I did two shows with uh, Robert Taylor, did the detective uh, series with him. Yes. uh, Guest starred in that, and then did the um, uh, Death Valley Days.
0: Oh, I remember that.
1: Yes. Yeah, he was a total gentleman and knew more about uh, the camera and editing than any actor. Uh, in the business. He just was so intelligent but very low-key and very humble and so polite and a perfect gentleman. Uh, but um, uh, he left us too soon. He, mm-hmm. he like Rory, um, uh, were smokers. Oh, yeah. We called the uh, nickname of Rory Calhoun was Smokey. <laughs> and Smokey and I did five shows together. We did four Texans and I did the one show that that really launched my career, Desilu Playhouse. I say that because um uh the next day after that show I had two major contracts waiting for me uh within less than twenty four hours. Uh the next day after that show was a Sunday night and Monday morning about ten o'clock, eleven o'clock I met with uh, Quinn Martin The executive producer of um, The Untouchables.
2: Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, Yeah, what a classic show. um, Yeah, they wanted me to do that show, do 13. I wouldn't play his flunky, uh, uh, Bob (laughs) Stack, but I would do 13. We would alternate. I would do uh, one show. He would do another show and so (sighs) forth to make up for the 26. I would star in 13. He would star in 13. You know,
2: I've seen all those, and I'm sure I've seen your work, and I didn't realize... uh, uh, that you were in uh, that many of those episodes. That's that's no, awesome. no, no.
1: I, I didn't do them. Oh, the, the, the next point I was going to, uh, I was going to make was that at twelve o'clock that same day, the, I had um, a five fixture deal where we waiting for me at Twentieth Century Fox, beginning with a caper, uh, Seven Thieves with Eddie G. Robinson, Rod Steiger, uh, Joan Collins, Eli Wallach. Uh, Alex Corby, and That's Barry pretty, Kroger. Pretty
2: good list.
1: <laughs> yeah, great, great cast. It's a wonderful uh, caper. And uh, I wanted to do films uh, at the time, and I was sure. working. And and um, uh, the choice I made, because they gave me a, a 5 fixture deal, and that was the first of five fixtures I was supposed to do. So I signed uh, with uh, 20th Century Fox rather than doing the Untouchable uh, series, but unfortunately, uh, Fox uh, ran into financial problems, and we went on strike in uh, 1960, and all contracts are null and void. So uh, uh, <laughs> we all oh, know that man. the Untouchables went on to to uh, great things and ran for for many years and highly successful. And um, uh, they didn't uh, they did uh, did not renew my. Uh, uh, five-picture deal with the other four pictures, so I was out in the cold, uh, being the, one of the hottest young actors in the business at the time, and, and with that strike, that lasted six months. Wow. That was nineteen nineteen sixty. You can look at the archives of mm. that information, and that's right on the nose, and from uh, a hot uh, <laughs> actor to Cold as a macro, like everybody else, looking for work after those six months.
2: So, what got you back? Uh, what was your first project after you know you were stuck for six months?
1: Yeah, we. I what did uh, I did two films with Audie Murphy. Oh, the uh, wow. First one was Apache Rifles. I I co-starred with uh, with Audie, and then the second one uh, was um, um, the Arizona Raiders. The first one I played uh, Red Hawk in, and the second one I played a, a heavy, brady character, that uh, an antagonist uh, in, the, uh, in the film. And uh, two entirely different characters, and working with a wonderful, uh, wonderful um, uh, director, William Whitney, William Whitney did uh, a lot of westerns, a lot of uh, uh, television series, westerns, and in films. He was an excellent director, so he recognized my versatility. And um, I did uh, first. I did the first year with him. Was uh, the following year later. I did uh, Apache Rifles first, and then the following year I did uh, Arizona Raiders. So we uh, we had a great uh, relationship and uh Audie and I had, I did too and, and he uh, speaking of Memorial Day he, oh, yes. he was my uh, my hero on and off the screen he was a he was a very underrated actor very honest and sincere and highly professional always on time always knew his dialogue had a great sense of humor mm. And he wrote great poetry. A lot of people didn't know he wrote beautiful poetry.
2: People don't realize that he was the most... A lot of younger people, I would say, may not be as familiar with the name that he one of the most, if not the most decorated soldier of World War II, at least one of the, the top.
1: Yeah, you know, he was the most decorated yes. with the Congressional Medal of Honor. Wow. There were others that had as many uh, decorations, but they didn't have the uh, Medal of Honor to go with it. But he had the Medal of Honor and was the most decorated soldier in World War II. Wow. And a joy to work with. We, we had a lot of fun, and we were going to do a third Uh, movie. A friend of mine, i don't ever forget his name, Rod Piffath, wrote a screenplay, and he came to me and he said, Michael, I wrote this this script because you and Audie work so well together, and um, uh, he said, uh, I'd like you to read it and let me know uh, what you think. And I read it, and it was a uh, comedy western, and it was a character that uh, Hollywood would never uh, uh, cast Audie in, in this picture. They never would bring a script to him, but fortunately, I had the opportunity to to bring it to Audie, and he read it. He liked it, and we both loved it, and said, uh, "Let's go to Eddie Small, who of uh, finance was the exec producer on Apache Rifles and Arizona Raiders, and he would be our guy to go to, and he would he would uh, definitely be interested in us working together doing a third. So Audie, I met Audie, and then uh, at his house, and he said, "Look, Michael, I'll be going for a couple of weeks, and when I get back, we'll get together, and we'll, we'll do the yarn." Ah. I said, "Great, that's wonderful. We'll do it." And can we? Can to... we?
2: Uh, I- I'm sorry to interrupt you at this time. We've got to do a break. When we come back, we can hear the the rest of the story. We're talking to uh, the great Michael Dante, and we'll be back right here on iHub Radio.
0: to know what happened and why and what's next in the Coachella Valley come here McMullen and Gillette two great tastes that taste great together on iHub Radio thank you for being along with us on this Memorial Day and we are pleased to have joining us on the iHub Radio live line on Coachella Valley Live today Uh, multi-award winning actor and an author Uh, it is Michael Dante joining us, and Michael, uh, before we get back into your many, many credits and stories and experiences in the world of uh, film and television, uh, there's a lot of people who would love to do that as a career, uh, but you've been fortunate enough to have your toe dipped into a couple of uh, very fun careers. You started out before acting in baseball, is that correct?
1: Yes, yes, I was a bonus ball player with the Boston Braves. I signed a contract uh, with them uh uh six thousand dollar bonus in those days and and that's the maximum you could have gotten before they would option you uh if you got a penny over six thousand they you would they uh would option you uh you you would have to spend two years on the on the on a big league roster. And at 18 years old, they weren't, certainly weren't going to do that. So they gave me the maximum, 6000 and I bought my parents our first automobile. We mm. were five children in the family, mom and dad, seven people. My dad was in the produce business, and we traveled uh, when we uh, needed transportation. We traveled on, on dad's truck. So that automobile came in, in handy and, and served its pur- purpose for many reasons, uh, uh, over the years, and it was... Um, and where did, where, it, did, where did you grow up at? I grew up in Stamford, Connecticut. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, it was just only about uh, 50 minutes from Times Square in New York. And, right. Yeah, so we had the big city down the road, and then our town was uh, Rolling Hills, and had, in those days had some cows and horses around, and, and uh, parks and golf courses, and it was a great place to grow up, but the weather wasn't that great. It was... Uh, <laughs> we had a lot of rain during the year year which uh my ambitions as a as a ball player uh with the foul weather we had to deal with
0: so that's how that you ended up uh, pursuing a career in acting then
1: yeah oh, that that's a long story but I'll give it to you a brief but i, I uh, had surgery on my shoulder and in uh, in the off season the doctor said I want you to go some place where it's warm and and uh, before you start your throwing program and I decided, well, I, you know, my second love was uh, acting, so I enrolled at the University of Miami of Florida as a drama major, and during that period of time, my roommate was Mickey McDermott, great left-hander for the uh, Red Sox and the Yankees and Washington and St. Louis Cardinals, and he was very good friends with Tommy Dorsey. Tommy Dorsey was coming through and doing one-nighters there at the time, and I met him. He saw me... Uh, while I was doing a rehearsal of a play at the, at the uh, university. And uh, he said, look, if your arm doesn't respond, I want to arrange a, uh, a screen test for you in California because I'm doing the home show. And I'll be there for two weeks uh, at the Pan Pacific Auditorium. Well, cut to the chase. I took a two-weeks leave of absence from baseball. I tested out at MGM. MGM signed me to a, a seven-year contract. And I never went back to baseball and 30 films, 150 television shows later, and in, uh, several awards uh, as an actor. And uh, now I, uh, in 2018, I received uh, the Yellow Dickey Literacy Award for my autobiography. So things uh, turned out uh, well, thanks to uh, divine guidance and uh, discipline and uh, uh, timing. Timing isn't important, Kevin. It's everything.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you uh, you stayed real busy. I thought you were going to say that Tom Dorsey, uh, Tommy Dorsey wanted to enlist you as a clarinet player or something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, he, he said he said I prayed a couple of nights. He said that you. Uh, uh, you could sing. He said, because he said, he said, with your good looks, he said, we would, we would have some, uh, attraction. There and you he go. He was the number one band leader at the time. A great oh, leader. yeah. Great leader. He had leadership qualities, uh, from A to Z. He was, uh, very special, and I'm grateful for the, uh, meeting him and for what he did for me to launch my, uh, show business career.
2: You also, uh, had a little, uh, Actually, a fight in uh, with a very famous musician uh, and personality, Elvis Presley and Kid Galahad oh. in 1962. <laughs> yeah. Tell us a little bit oh. about that.
1: Oh, Elvis was wonderful. He was a gentleman. Everything was yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir. Another one with uh, dialogue. He knew his dialogue and always on time, no temperament whatsoever, great sense of humor. And a good actor, he, uh, he you know, he related to me. He said, you know, Michael, says, I want to do the things you're doing. You know, I want to do serious things. He said, I'm getting a little uh, uh, tired of uh, uh, walking to, uh, uh, on a porch and singing a song and then getting in the car and, <laughs> and singing imagine. another song. And he said, getting on the beach and then uh, so forth and so on. He said, I, I want to do uh, serious work. And he was capable of, of, of good, uh, dramatic work because he did one in the, in the beginning, uh, a, a, a good piece, a Western piece. And uh, he, he had all the talent in the world as an actor. And of course, he understood that uh, uh, his, you know, management knew that uh, the studios would only finance his movies because the all of the... Um,
0: the recording and the copyright. Michael, hang on. We're we're going to come back. We'll uh, check back in with you right after the news. We'll do that for a few minutes, and then we'll be right back with more conversation with Michael Dante, actor, baseball player, author, extraordinaire on iHub Radio. News, weather, truth, and fun. We're homegrown in the Coachella Valley. McMullen and Gillette on iHub Radio. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Memorial Day. Absolutely.
2: We are uh, rejoining with uh, Michael Dante, and you were telling us, uh, of course you've done over 30 films, and endless uh television shows and you become a prolific writer as well but you were telling us about elvis did do you think the colonel had too much there was too much interference going on with elvis
1: no it, he, he was uh he was a uh really a great manager mm-hmm. and um, uh, there's no wasn't anything they could do about um the direction of his career because the music was the entree to financing his films Sure. They had the publishing rights. Paramount had publishing rights, and and um, uh, the uh, r- records, and that's where the big money was made. Not in the films. They were not the box office did very well with the the films, but it was the publishing and the the records where the big deal was. So he was kind of caught into that. But uh, uh, eventually, if he's down the road, that could have happened. But. Elvis got uh, very heavy, uh, and uh, was a little uh, problems uh, with uh, uh, photographing him uh, in a lot of part of his career.
2: Yeah,
1: and I, we did as by, by far as the Kid Galahad. We had a lot of fun. We did all the boxing sequences ourselves. Right. We had no stunt uh, man doing oh, any of our wow. work. Yeah, he was a good athlete, and he was a tough kid. He was though. No, Certainly, no, no pushover. He was very, very athletic.
2: Yeah, and unlike today, he didn't spend six months training or something like these. You know, you can take you can take a a decent actor and you know put them on a program where they're they're working out every day. But Elvis just seemed to have that. And of course, he's coming up against the guy. I mean, you're, you're no slouch yourself as a as an athlete, and uh, uh, you know your way around. You're a big guy too.
1: Yeah, well, we had a lot of fun. In between yeah. uh, set-ups, shots, we threw the football. He uh. loved football. So we we had a lot of fun. And then on a the weekend, uh, it really was on Sunday when we were at, at home working in interiors at the studio, all the of his, uh, his group, uh, Red West and and uh, Smithy, and a lot of his uh, entourage, by the way, his entourage, they were gentlemen. Mm. They were really nice, nice guys. And... Uh, uh, really had a, a purpose working uh, with him, and they were not intrusive they were they just were there for anything that needed to be under, uh, needed to be to get done they got it done, but on the weekend, we played football touch football in Beverly Hills near a uh, fire station. They had a lot, <laughs> so I played a few times and then they started bringing football equipment, and that 's for the time I left.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Bringing ringers from the L.A. Rams or something. Yeah,
1: yeah right, exactly. Uh, they, were, they were good athletes. They were tough. They were not. Oh, yeah. Uh, your, good old boys from Memphis, Tennessee. Right, well, you know? We were, we were, uh, a uh, year before last, I was a guest of honor at Graceland, oh. and that is really one a uh, special, special uh, experience. I never, uh, you could feel the magic, you could feel the essence, the spiritual essence of his presence. And the uh, the, the uh, entourage, of the people that worked at the hotels, everyone had one thing in common: they loved Elvis, and they loved their job, and they loved working uh, for the for the f- uh, foundation. It was uh, just a, a great experience. My wife and I just thoroughly enjoyed the tour. We had a uh, uh, special tour throughout the house. And uh, there was only one place You were not invited And that was upstairs Where he passed away Oh yeah But it was a special occasion it My, just
0: Michael y- You also uh, Were no stranger To radio listeners Here in the Coachella Valley Either
1: uh, 12 years I did 265 Radio shows With all the top stars In the world I mean I, I can go down the list
2: He's going to be Taking over uh, this show
1: you, it's unbelievable. It's it's uh, Milton Berle, Buddy Hackett, Tony Curtis, Roy Calhoun, yeah, uh, 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 Glenn Campbell, Jack Carter. I wow. mean, you just you're, you can't believe it. Uh, Gary Collins, Dick Contino, Vic Damone, Alvin Dark, uh, you know, Bench, Johnny Bench, Yogi Berra, Rod Steiger, Connie Stevens. Wow. I mean, I I could go on all day. Two hundred sixty-five. And what's uh, sad is that I would say about half of them are, are gone. Yeah, exactly. And I'm yeah, exactly. Uh, in the throes of writing my fourth book. Uh, two, of my, Three of my books have done extremely well. My autobiography, which I won the Ella Dickey Literacy Award in 2018. Oh, wow. Yeah, and um, my uh, second the novella, Winterhawk's Land, which is a sequel to Winterhawk. And then the third one was Six Road Home, a novella about post Civil War, a war story about six horse, uh, horsemen coming home from the war, coming home to what? So I had the passion to write it because of all wars, since the beginning of men and women coming back from war, they all experience the same emotions. Scenery changes, time changes, but the human emotions, the doubts, the fears, the insecurities, Coming home to what is uh, is uh, rather uh, dramatic and scary. So I, I felt the passion to write it, and, and uh, 6 Road Home is my latest. And I'm now in the throes of writing the the um, it'll be the Michael Dante uh, talk radio, Michael Dante celebrity talk radio show. And I'll have um, uh, first volume. I need. I'll probably have four volumes, but the first volume, it'll be about a uh, little over, over 100 pages with with uh, 50 uh, stars from um, the acting world, the entertainment world, and uh, uh, the sports world. And the sports yeah. world will have 40, 45 uh, Hall of Famers from baseball, football, basketball, you know, and tennis and golf. And the like. So, if somebody um, wants to take
2: a look at your uh, portfolio, I mean, you're on. Uh, of course, they can go to Amazon and put your name in with all well,
1: your. Well, no. Let me give you my okay. website. Yes. Michael let's do Dante. One word. Michael Dante Way. Dot com. That's m i c h a e l d a n t e w a y dot com. All one word. Yeah, and um, the book uh, is uh, uh, called "My Radio Interviews with the Stars." It's going to be really uh, there's no show like it in the world, Kevin, because I have an hour show with all of these uh, talented people from the sports world and uh, and and entertainment and and uh, acting. Uh, so. Uh, they're They're so special because there's an hour show with each one, and then I have a three minute show, Wow
0: with each one hey michael we we have to wrap up here in a couple minutes but one of the questions i wanted to ask you about because you've mentioned a couple of times your ella dickey literacy award which you received in 2018 for the autobiography but you've received many honors over the years you've been honored with having a street in your hometown named after you you are uh 1994 uh, you were uh, included and inducted into palm strings walk of stars um, right. I, I wanted to ask, uh, what of all these honors is the most um, memorable and important one to you?
1: Gee, I, uh, that's a tough one because they all are for different reasons. Um, uh, Golden Boot Award, uh, Silver Spur Award, and the um, uh, I guess that I'd have to say with the street named after me in my hometown because I walked that street to high school of 3 years uh 5 days a week uh, uh during the school uh, years and and uh, the memories it it brought back and the honor of of um, being honored by uh my hometown and that'll be there long after I'm gone the street will be there and and uh, uh of course people will remember uh, that I knew and and hopefully their children will would have seen my work and say, yeah, hey, I knew of him, I knew that guy, and and so forth. So um, I'm really, uh, I, I guess I would have to uh, uh, favor that.
0: And, of course, for, that uh, is the same as your website URL, which is Michael Dante Way com and we encourage people to yes. check it out to to a check out your good books and all there. your materials there. Uh, thank you so much for being with us today and yeah, it's a real and, pleasure and joining us to talk about uh, such a a, a storied and, and fantastic career.
1: Well, thank you very much, Kevin and John. Uh, it's a pleasure and good luck with your show. And I, I enjoyed it listening to yesterday and I thought your interview with uh, my friend Charlie Barrett. Uh, was excellent and uh, brought back great memories of the Carson Show, which was my all-time favorite.
0: Thank you. Hey, it's great to have you. We'll have to get Thank you, you back.
1: Take uh, care and God bless and stay well.
0: All right, well. Michael. Happy Memorial Day. We'll see you. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Bye bye. You, you bet,
0: Michael Dante. What a what a yeah, fantastic. He's a doctor. tremendous guy. He really is. Yeah.